Welcome back, everybody. And this episode is about Have You Seen It? Where me and my podcast partner discuss some of the uh, pop cultural blind spots that we we both have. And I hope you guys enjoy it. All right. So, have you seen Blade Runner 2049? No. No. Now, why didn't you see this one? Because I wanted to watch... The original Blade Runner first. Right. Because it was one of those where I kept telling myself I wanted to see it anyway. So I figured might as well get the the original story. Especially since Harrison Ford is in this. And the what I remember from the trailer made it seem like that original story would be important to the new one. Yeah. So how do you feel now that you've watched the original one? I'm only watching it because you have promised me that it is not like the original one. That's the only... (laughs) Yes, that is the only reason. Okay. So, um, why did you never get around to watching the original? And even though you didn't watch it, you just still refused to watch the sequel without seeing the original? Yeah, because I'm stubborn and weird and I was just not in the mood Right. This, yeah, this came out in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been going away from, like, the grittier stuff in general when I'm just, like, chilling at home by myself watching stuff. Yeah. Um, and Blade Runner always, you know... Seemed gritty. Yeah. See, that's, that's another thing, just <clears throat> what you think about it without knowing yeah. about it. Yeah. So it just seemed gritty. Yeah. All right. So... You have the knowledge of the first one now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately. And you've you've seen trailer stuff before. Yeah. So what what do you think this one is gonna do? What I, do you think you're gonna get from this movie? I don't remember much from the trailer other than it looked gorgeous and really cool. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, it, but it had more of like warm tones. I'm remembering kind of deserty. Not and as much dark yeah shadowy as the first one yeah there's a lot of shadowy madness yeah i mean it honestly it, one of my impressions of the city that we were doing is that they were trying to make a space gotham like oh like future gotham future gotham kind yeah. of look. that's what you did that's what you felt like it was going for yeah see that's another thing that is great about having a different eye when you watch it yeah because this came out in 1982 he wasn't going for that. Yeah. Fucking Ridley Scott has probably never read a Batman comic book, yeah. I don't think. But anytime but, there's like a dark, gritty city, my mind goes to Gotham. That's because Batman is noir. Yeah. He's noir as fuck. Yeah. It's Batman. Yeah. So yeah, of course. Batman does it better. Well. <laughs> as always. <laughs> you wouldn't know. You've never read a Batman comic book. Oh. <laughs> I have read a Batman graphic novel. Um. Uh, Completely through? All the way through? Yeah. Did you read it all the way through? I did. You didn't get stuck on the pictures. I told you, this is how I knew I was going to have trouble because I can't, I can't do both. I can only focus on the art or the words. Yeah, that's not normal. That's, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a conversation for a different uh, episode. <laughs> all right, so let's watch the trailer for this one mm-hmm. and then we'll see what you think after getting refreshed with the trailer. I feel like I'm not going to have any expectations because the first one was so terrible. 
brutalization was built off the back of a disposable war. Forgot about Jared Leto. Jared Leto is in this. But I can only make so many. Happy birthday. There is an order to things. That's what we do here. We keep order. The world is built on a wall that separates kind. Tell either side there's no wall. You bought a war. some questions. Okay, to the future. It's finally on Earth. Bring it to me. I know you're here. Dave Batista! Mm -hmm. I did not know they show him in the trailer. I always told you, you're special. Knives out. Oh. This is where I saw her for the first time. Isn't over yet. There's still a page left. All right, so I want to talk about two different moments in that trailer. Okay. You saw Jared Leto, and you were like, I forgot Jared Leto was in this, and you, you kind of got a ugh out of your mouth. What was that about? I have not seen much of Jared Leto acting. What I have seen is The Joker. Mm -hmm. So Suicide Squad. I didn't like his Joker. I didn't like him. Fair enough. I didn't like any of the press surrounding him and like what he was supposedly doing and acting like on set. Mm -hmm. So I don't... He's not a draw for me. What's anything else of his that you've ever seen? That's it. Only ever seen Jared Leto in Suicide Squad. Nothing else. I don't think so. That's amazing, actually. Um, second moment. Mm -hmm. This trailer, which I just feel like is a foolish thing to do, but it was in 2017 when he was coming back to all his old shit. Yeah. Because he came back to this. He was coming back to Star Wars. Yeah. But they show Harrison Ford. Yeah. I, I hate that they did that. I hate when trailers like do stuff like that. But the second you saw him... You called him a rapist? Yeah. Um, Cause that's what he is. I don't want to tell you much about the movie, uh -huh. but going into this movie thinking of him as a rapist uh -huh. instead of thinking of him as the way that movie wanted you to think of it, especially in its day. Yeah. It's just like that was just rough sex. Yeah. Is going to color your opinion of his character quite a bit. Okay. 
So I think that's going to have an effect on how you watch the movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll affect how you enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. Not much. But there's a possibility. Well, I mean, it looks like it's exactly the same story. It looks like it's going to be a J.J. Abrams. Where it's going to More be... More of a reboot than a sequel? Yeah, where his, you know, Ryan Gosling's character is going to deal with something similar to Harrison Ford. There's a replicant girl he, I'm going to air quote, falls in love with. And then that he makes changes for. It seems like the difference between his his character and Harrison Ford's character is one, he looks for guidance, and two, hopefully this story is interesting and he does more about it. Mm-hmm. I am psyched for Dave Bautista. I love him. Don't get psyched. Because he's, he's going to be batty, essentially, or batty. No. Nope. No? But don't get excited. Why? That's why I'm mad they tried to use him to sell the movie, to sell the movie also. Oh. Don't get excited for him. He, he is in it. He's good in it, but don't get excited for him. Um, I don't want to talk about it any more than we have because then I'll I'll ruin things. So we're going to start watching right now. A few moments later. Thoughts? I wish I had just watched this one. I kind of do too. I think you would have enjoyed this one more if you only saw this one. Yeah, because one, I could have bought it as a love story. This one did everything the first one should have done and maybe tried to do, but completely failed at. Having the replicant be the protagonist was way more important in getting us to care about them Mm -hmm. and understand the wanting to feel and feeling but not understanding why because we were going through it with him and not just like, oh shit, he crazy killing people. And just focusing on the one character with everyone else, you know, he's, we're following him through all of this other stuff rather than jumping from person to person and making no real sense. It did have a lot of the same tones, but this was much more interesting. Yes. I think so as well. And it was gorgeous. Really well shot. And also, like, there were a lot of things that kind of echoed what the first one did. Like, when they were in the casino and the music and the lights were playing and he was hiding from Harrison Ford. Mm -hmm. That was the flashing lights with the random sounds and kind of him crouching behind things and the quick, like, going back and uh, forth. That really mirrored... The third act of the first movie. No, yeah. Well, in this one, when they're in the casino. Yeah, you said that that mirrors the third act of the first movie. Yeah. So I liked that. And I like those kind of callbacks rather than, like, what J.J. Abrams does. Literal, like... Yeah. Literal mirrors. And yeah. Literal callbacks. And yeah. Just pointing things saying, remember that thing? Yeah. And of yeah. course, like, the end with him on the steps, I assume he's dead. Yeah, he could be. Yeah. They don't really... I mean, they leave it open, but... They leave it open. Like, mm-hmm. we care about him falling over to the ground. We don't care about Batty, you know, falling to the ground at the end of the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, they do the whole revolution... And are they human? Are they not human? No, they're more than human and all of that. Which is something that I bumped up against the first time, not for the first time since I've seen this. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
are villains, I guess, want the same thing as the underground people. That's... Technically. Yes, but I you had said that he has a God complex, mm-hmm. 100%, and it seems to me like he wants to control it. It's not like, you know, life finds a way or we they just want to live their lives. He wants to control it and profit from it and be the creator and the controller and everything of it. So, yeah. in a way, yes, but... His isn't motivated by the, the way same. he wants to do it is a little yeah fucked up, but that I was just bumping up against that at the end. I was like, she wants to find that so people can be born and, but yeah, there's there's two ways to go about wanting the same thing. Yeah, well, they want freedom. He wants them to stay slaves, but procreate so they can make more to support more humans and more yeah. exploration. Make so faster slaves. Yeah, so he still wants to exploit them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, True. They want to be free. Yeah. But yeah, I, I really like this movie. Yeah. Way better than the first one. Yeah. And I was really glad when I saw it the first time that I hadn't watched Blade Runner like right before I saw it or even very recently yeah like I'd, I'd seen Blade Runner back in like 07 and that was pretty much it like mm-hmm. it was filed away in my pop culture like memory and I was like yeah I've seen it I know I know the basic story I remember it so yeah watching it right after seeing it was really eye opening as to how much better this one is yeah and I feel like I feel like any person who didn't like this movie mm-hmm. is romanticizing the first one probably uh, yeah. way too much. Well, also that first movie is not as good as anyone ever no. thinks it is. No. And can we talk about Ryan Gosling's acting? Yeah. He did can. the like I don't have emotions but I'm feeling emotions and like portraying all of that to perfection like the brooding while trying not to feel it just he acted it perfectly I thought it was very dope watching him come to terms with the fact that he may have been born Mm -hmm. and then you also get to watch him learn that he wasn't the child Yeah, and his resolve afterwards to say without even saying it who cares if I was born or not Mm -hmm. I exist Mm -hmm. I matter so I'm going to do something about it Yeah, like that without words Mm -hmm. that movie in that those few scenes did everything that the first one should have done Mm -hmm. and the first one had the whole movie to use words and all of that yeah so well and I liked it too because what they did with the woman saying we all wish it was us that's why we have faith and hope or whatever like Mm -hmm. that connects him to that cause immediately and that was super smart yeah and it was super smart to introduce her but not focus on her right so that they can reveal it later and like I said I was wondering why she reacted so strongly to the memory but it didn't even occur to me and I thought that was really smart because also if they if they want to do 
another movie, it could be her. You know, Ryan Gosling doesn't need to be in it, although I would love him to be because he was so great. Right. But most likely wouldn't be because his character was for sure going to bleed out. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. He was... He's gonna die. Um, but yeah, so this the director of this he directed Arrival, mm-hmm. Sicario, never seen it, which I still need to see. Mm-hmm. And he directed a movie, uh, two other movies, Enemy and Prisoners. Yeah. Prisoners is Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. and um, Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. Yeah. It is a good movie. And Hugh Jackman puts on a fucking clinic of acting. Like I remember oh. seeing trailers for that and it creeped me out. And it's so not, I didn't see it. It's not a like creepy movie in that sense. Mm-hmm. It's about like Hugh Jackman's child. Yeah, it's definitely so, dark. Yeah. yeah. So it's dark. But Enemy is weird. Yeah. It's a Gyllenhaal movie. Mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal. And it is weird. Mm-hmm. The ending is the whole thing is weird. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a movie that I, oh, I'm not smart enough to understand everything that happened in this movie. Yeah, it's that kind of movie. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we need to watch a Jared Leto movie yeah. within this whole like thing of watching movies that you haven't watched. I think I have one mm. because it's not his movie. Yeah, there's other people in it. He just happens to be in it. Yeah, I but mean, he's in it enough. He's in I'm this not one... gonna have you watch Rec Room for a Dream, cause nah. <laughs> but I mean, in this one, he was fine. He was there. He played that character well, but he was also not very special. Yeah, he wasn't essential. Yeah. To to say anything like he 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 was just I think he was more of the baddie than she was mm-hmm. because a lot of his time in the film was just waxing poetically mm-hmm. in a in a fucking very obscure manner yeah but what i do like about this movie his performance and the director's choice all in one is that conversation that he sits there and have with Harrison Ford mm-hmm because the whole first movie, the whole thing that came from it is like, is he a replicant? Mm-hmm. Is he not? And he's just like, guess what? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter if you were. It doesn't matter if you're if you're if you are. Mm-hmm. I don't care. What matters is, there was a life born from a replicant. Whether mm-hmm. you were or weren't doesn't matter because this is more important. Yeah, I thought that was. Fucking genius. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the same thing during like, that whole what conversation. A, what a good idea of a director to like tiptoe around a thing that has to do with that first movie. He doesn't have to mess with it. So mm-hmm. any fan of whichever theory mm-hmm. can s- still see what they want. Yeah. And he, he, oh, like that is. Mm, it was I great. That was pitch perfect. Yeah. I was like, damn, he's good mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that was a really good idea mm-hmm. um what else oh and with that saying like for real like she looked great mm-hmm. it was very lifelike mm-hmm. even when she spoke which is usually what throws it off when you have the f- 
the the CG characters mm-hmm. as soon as they speak, it's like their mouths don't move right. Mm-hmm. But like it would have just been real cheaper to just hire that actress that looks a lot like her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she could have just done that one scene. It would have been would have been a lot cheaper as all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. It was such a cool looking movie. The effects, like the the foreplay scene essentially. Yeah. That was incredible. The, the merging scene. Yeah. That was dope. That yeah. I like that too. And that was another thing that it was a whole like what's real and what's not real. Like she was a pleasure model. Mm-hmm. But when she met him the first time, she referred to herself as a real girl. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, you don't like real girls. Because mm-hmm. she's like, fuck you. I'm real. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I was manufactured, but I feel I exist. I'm real. Mm-hmm. Love it. Mm-hmm. And then his whole relationship, because that, that also is what helped, I think, motivate his character to give a shit about what's real everything with joy his relationship with joy he's like she was this little stick thing mm-hmm. but she was real to me mm-hmm. so she's real and their relationship was real mm-hmm. yeah. like it's they did a whole movie and then inside that little movie they they did her as mm-hmm. well like that her movie mm-hmm. <laughs> like he's like i did two movies at once uh, fucking dope that's a dope ass director right there it was good they can just Erase the existence of the first one. And this is what I think is great about how time will make everything better. Mm-hmm. So time will tell. Time will tell, and then someone's gonna go back and watch both this and the original in a future where all of these effects will look yeah fucking antique yeah. anyway. But I think this story. Is gonna play better than that oh, first. Oh, for story. sure, absolutely. And I have the same hope for when people go back and look at these these three Star Wars movies that mm-hmm. just came out. Yeah, like Last Jedi is gonna outlive what Last Skywalker or what, Rise, of the Skywalker. Rise of the Skywalker. Yeah, Ugh, whatever. Yeah, time is gonna time is gonna show how right. Mm-hmm. it was to try to do something different with that story. Mm-hmm. Because they did something different with the story in this movie because the first movie, it it could have done that different thing, mm-hmm. but it didn't It didn't bother exploring it. Yeah. This one explored it. Yeah. It was so much better. Like, this was a story. It wasn't just a, like, you know, new cool thing they were doing. This movie... I would go back to this movie happily. Yeah. I want to never see the original ever again. And once you like forget it more mm-hmm. and then when you watch this one, you'll just like this one even more. Yep. But yeah, if I could have done it, mm-hmm. we would have only watched this one. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for the experiment of the podcast, mm-hmm. we had to do it. It's cool. You, you tortured me. It's fine. Made me suffer. We had to do it that way. <laughs> I think it I think it works out better. Mm-hmm. But yeah, of course it would have just been better to just watch. We can't just watch good movies all the time. Like, I'm sorry. But that's, yeah. not how, that's not how it works. Yeah. We can't always just watch good movies. <laughs> or hilariously bad ones. Yeah. Like, we gotta watch some that just straight up missed the mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I still say that was wasted time in my life. Never get it back. You got great content out of it. So mm, okay. I say not wasted. <laughs> <laughs> you need to check your experimental ethics, sir. No. No. <laughs> I'm fine with where they are, where they stand. Um, but Thelma and Louise will mm-hmm. be the one we do next. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking after that, we'll hit the Jared Leto movie that I think would be good for you to watch to get more of what kind of actor he is. And that's going to be Panic Room. Hmm. I've heard of it, but I know nothing about it. It's it's a uh, Jodie Foster is the star of it. Oh, okay. So yeah, I do remember that. No, I've not seen it. Everything yeah. that you just realized and came mm-hmm. up, hold that for the next one. <laughs> All right. <laughs>